Hey guys, it's me, Rocky, with Just That Chat. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to have you here today. We were talking about valuing your time last episode. Let's talk about exactly how we can value it and express yourself. You know, I got to say it with a little sass. Express yourself. Almost like you're saying espresso yourself. Does that make me Italian? I don't know. That sounds really weird. Let's just get this podcast started. And welcome back, Just Sad Chat fans. Don't even ask me what that earlier intro was. I just felt like being silly. So let's be honest here. I want to talk about how to express yourself. And by expressing yourself, as I'm going to say it with a little sass, um, is really what I'm talking about is expressing yourself in your blog. I know, I know. You're like, here she is talking about her blog again. And I'm going to be honest with you. I love my blog. And I see my podcast and it's an extension of my blog. Sometimes I'm able to express it better in words. Sometimes I'm better express it in vocal. Um, whatever it takes, whether it's typing or whether it's speaking, I just want to get this information out there to you guys. So I've got to ask you some questions today. It's really going to help you to think, or at least I hope so anyways. Are you struggling with daily blogging challenges? I mean, honestly, I know I struggle each and every day coming up with ideas, trying to get stuff published, trying to get stuff shared. It gets kind of crazy. So I've got an article that I'm currently working on. It's called Before You Hit Publish, You Need to Do This First. I'm going to kind of talk about it a little bit in this podcast. Um, It's going to go further in depth, so you definitely want to watch out for it on my website. For those of you who don't know, head over to justaddat.com. That is my website, and you can find out what more information on how to improve your blog. So I'm not even going to lie to you. I absolutely love working from home. But if you think for one second that all I do is sit around and like eat bonbons and my house is like perfect and everything, you are dead wrong. I'll be honest with you right now. As I'm talking to you, I'm staring at my kitchen sink and I see some dirty dishes that are staring at me with their evil, nasty, gauntly eyes. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to tackle them later because I can't stand people staring at me. At least my dirty dishes staring at me. But I'll be honest with you, most days, you know, can be up and it's really good and things like I can get stuff accomplished and taken care of, but that can have some down days too. So I think I'm getting stuff taken care of only to find out I've been grinding my gears and I haven't gotten anywhere. So maybe you feel like this when you're with your blog. Um, I've been trying to write my next book. I've had people that have been reaching out to me like, hey, when are you coming out with your next book? Like, I'm really ready for this. Um, Be patient, guys, because my goal is to get this second book out. I'm hoping it's a three-part book series, and I'm hoping between the three-part ebook series that I can actually publish it into an actual physical book. I've had a lot of people who have said, hey, your stuff is great, but I want an actual book I can read. To be honest with you, I have gone through KDP. For those of you who don't know this, it's Kindle Direct Publishing, um, and I do publish through Amazon. I also publish through Barnes and Noble, and um, basically because I have cut out an editor and middleman and all that stuff, I am literally out there fending myself to the wolves to try to promote my own stuff. Um, it's great because um, you don't have to worry about somebody breathing down your neck all the time with deadlines. It really sucks because it's almost like you're talking to yourself in the middle of nowhere. Um, so if you're ever if you're in your situation where you're like I think I would like to write an ebook, just for the for the for you to know, um, it's exciting to write your first book. It's even more exciting when you publish the thing, and it is absolutely terrifying when it's live. But when you have somebody that reaches out to you like this gentleman I had that reached out to me, it was, I think he was in South Korea, and he's like, "When are you coming out with your second book? Like, I need more." 
that's when you're like, okay, so I've got an audience. I've got somebody out there who is actually getting this, who needs more of this. And I got to get my information out there. So when you have that kind of feedback, it encourages you to keep going. But I'll be honest with you. I've been trying to kind of balance this, that, and the other. And my book is taking a backseat. I cannot wait for a few days where I can just go in there and bang, 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 bang. And get my, you know, finish out the actual writing process so I can get in there and start editing and editing and editing and editing and you know how it is till you edited till you think you can't breathe anymore and your paper you know how it looks like when your teacher like read you know graded your paper and it was like blood ink everywhere (sighs) and you're pretty sure that your paper who was once beautiful and awesome and youthful is now pretty much been a sacrifice to uh, your teacher's testament (laughs) <laughs> so I know a little dramatic, but a little humor here and there wouldn't, didn't hurt anybody. So going back to my home life, um, home life is one thing. If you think I'm just like I said, like I'm a little Susie homemaker who's out here like baking cookies every day for my kids and having a perfect, you know, balanced, healthy meal. And I go out to the gym and work out for 10 hours a day because I have nothing else up to do. Stop. Like, it's not like that at all. So, um, I do love working, you know, for myself because it gives me the freedom of structuring my day. The downside is, you know, I don't pay into Social Security, which sucks. Uh, But that means I'm 100% responsible for my retirement. I do have to pay taxes, though, um, every single quarter. I do not get out of doing any of that stuff. Um, I totally pay all my bills every month. But it is a lot of freedom in structuring my day. My kid gets sick, it's okay. They can pile up on the couch, I can still work. If they're really sick, I can take them to the doctor and I can, you know, postpone my work till later in the day or the next day if necessary. So that's really good. Um, I got to go see my uncle this weekend for his 90th birthday, which I otherwise wouldn't have gotten to do if I was at another job. Um, I know it sounds like I'm spoiled, but I'll be honest with you. It's really hard work that pays off in the end because my goal is I'm hoping that my blog will kind of self-sustain itself at some point in time and be its own income. Uh, you know, but my article in this podcast isn't about bragging. It's not about making others feel bad because what this, what this is really about is you can have this lifestyle too. Um, it's not for everybody. If you're the kind of person that is not a self-motivator that gets up, gets things done and stuff like that. I have been there. I have done that in my past. I can tell you right now, 10 years ago, when I thought that I wanted this kind of lifestyle, I was not prepared for it and there was no way I was going to make it. Um, I'll tell you what I have done. I have been the kind of person that, you know, I don't have enough money for my electric bill this month. So I have put my kid or kids when they both were little, put them in baby strollers and I've gone out and collected cans off the side of the road. Yes, that's, that's really something that I did. Um, I have laid on top of a washer and a dryer waiting for my husband to come and pick it up so we can take it to the scrapyard. I have, um, gone around and searched on Craigslist for free items that I can clean up and turn around and sell on, you know, Facebook marketplace or vice versa, find it on Facebook marketplace and turn around and flip it to sell on Craigslist. Um, I've been on websites such as Poshmark where I go and I find stuff at a thrift store. Like I might find a coach purse or um, a Calvin and Klein shirt and I turn around and I might have paid a dollar or two for it. Turn around and sold it for five or ten. Yeah, I've done stuff like that many, many times. 
And, um, you know, it's, it was just, you know, one thing after another and I've done whatever it takes to, to get stuff. I've sold on eBay too. And you just do whatever it takes to pay the bills. And so I had to go through those kind of hard knocks. This isn't for this little Sally Sob story. That's not what this is about. Um, I had to go through those hard knocks in order to know exactly what I wanted. I have sat with elderly people. I've cleaned houses. I have done all kinds of stuff. I even went back into the workforce. I had a part-time job at a grocery store where I worked every weekend for 15 months. Um, I got a promotion within the job, and they wanted me for the last five months to work as a head cashier. Um, I adjusted my schedule and did the best that I could, only to find out that I was barely making any money, and I was hardly ever seeing my kids, only to be working a part-time job. So it was not working out at all. So I, I quit that job because it just didn't fit my lifestyle anymore. When it was on the weekends and my kids were gone to visit their grandparents on the weekend, it wasn't such a big deal. Um, when it started cutting to my evening time and whether or not I could take care of my kids, then it became a problem, you know. So, uh, yeah, it, it became really, really awkward. So I tried substitute teaching. I was only a substitute for a month and I got hired on with the school system and I thought this would be a better fit because, well, I'd have insurance and benefits and stuff that I didn't have at this part-time job or even as a substitute. But as I got in there, I realized that um, while my coworkers seemed nice, they honest to goodness didn't really want me there. And what do I mean by that? Well, Tell me you've never worked in a cultural lifestyle where you have coworkers that are jealous of you. I had one particular coworker who was. She always thought that she had to outdo me. Um, and she couldn't even say my name right. It was kind of almost to the point of, I think she said my name wrong just to upset me and annoy me. Um, and I'd try to get along with the rest of the team, but the rest of the team, we would get confused. We would get agitated at this one lady. Um, it would get crazy. We had one guy on our team who got injured and he had to be off for surgery, which I was, you know, concerned and worried about him on that. Um, had another one who super sweet lady, super awesome worker, um, really didn't understand the job and really didn't understand, you know, what the expectations were in the classroom. And we had uh, a teacher who was our main teacher, super great, nice guy, um, really no life experience whatsoever. And so we constantly found ourselves all five in this team at each other's throats. Um, we were either upset with each other. We were either cracking jokes just because it was just ridiculous, um, the kind of scenarios and situations that we were in. And honestly, I got to the point of I dreaded waking up every day. Not that I was suicidal or anything, but the idea of waking up and having to go through this awful, stressful situation was just ridiculous. And then I was supposed to be working with another classroom and their team, which were supposedly like this picture-perfect nonsense that literally made no sense. The teacher in this classroom, super sweet lady, um, but she has like no concept of reality. Like she's taking care of kids and basically doting on them like a spoiled aunt. 
um, somebody who's never had any experience in childcare. I know she'd been a teacher for nine years, but she honest to goodness acted like she had no clue what she was doing. And her other three assistants basically did the jobs for her. They were all moms. They all knew what it took to take care of the kids. And she was literally riding on their coattails. And she would honest to goodness brag about, oh, I don't have to worry about my classroom because I can just set it on autopilot and walk away. So she would sit there and brag about how she let the other three people do the work for her. And then she got all the glory because she was the main time teacher. So it was just really weird, bizarre. Um, She wore... (laughs) Super high heels that I'm pretty sure she should have broken her neck in, but surprisingly she didn't. I won't, I'm just a tiny bit jealous that I can't wear heels because if I wore heels that high with five inch stilettos and whatever else with ribbons that go all the way up to my knees, yes, that's really what she honest to goodness wore with some of her dresses and her skirts and stuff. Um, yeah, I just don't know how she made it in those shoes. She has got to have the most balance, the most poise, the most. I don't know. If I had a fraction of that, I would look like probably an elk trying to tiptoe in jello. I won't even lie. A bowl of jello, a whole giant slob dab of jello. So it would not go over very well. I can tell you that right now. So going back, we'll we'll go back off our tangent in my little rant. Sure, it's easy to think, you know, hey, I'll publish this blog and I'm just gonna get off and I'm just gonna go. And it's really easy to get into this like rut where you just think hey I'm just gonna sit down here I'm gonna type it out and I'm gonna hit publish and just go along with it because it's not what it takes it's what it seems like when you're blogging just sit down type and go but there's so much more in it there's social media there is um you know, networking that you don't even think about. Um, There is a connection where you have to make with other bloggers, not to mention you have to balance your family life because you can get sucked up into this world so much that literally your kids are left on the back burner and your marriage. And if you think it's going to be easy to try to fix those kind of things, you are so wrong. So you've really got to try to find how to balance your life plus balance your blog life plus be able to promote your blog life all at the same time. So, um, you know, don't get stuck in the doldrums where you just do this rinse and repeat, sit, write, publish junk. You know, if you get stuck in that, you're going to eventually get into a rut with like writer's block. And then when you're trying to balance everything else, good luck with all that. And then you're going to get frustrated and quit your blog, and that's what we don't want to do. So we are going to talk about how your success, you know, is going to start with managing your stress. So I am guilty of this. I I don't know about you guys. Um, I have different Mm -hmm. stressful issues, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Are you tired of your boring blog and fall in love with your audience by visiting Just Add That? Just Add That is different from other blogs that write random stuff expecting you to be a pro. Find great advice and easy-to-read tips on making your site better than ever. Just Add That has all the resources to help you create a fantastic blog, so don't waste another second with your boring blog. Visit JustAddThat.com and turn your blog from blah to bestseller today. All right, so here we go. Let's talk about managing stress. Stress. Okay. So um, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to go on a broad 
topic out here, and I'm going to say that we all deal with certain kinds of stresses. So you need to know that there is two different types of stress. There is what we call eustress, which is like E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, and that is actually good stress versus like what we would call bad stress, the fight or flight thing. So you stress can be good. Like for example, you are in a situation where you're walking out of your favorite store and as you're heading to your car, somebody decides to mug you. Suddenly you're going to get this like amount of stress where you get like the superpower where you're just going to beat the crap out of this kind of thug and you have this magical ability to run faster than you ever thought you could. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really wish I could have hit that kind of uh, mileage <laughs> per hour when I was at the gym the other day. Um, but in all seriousness, you know, that's that fighter flight kind of stress. And so some stress is actually good. It is literally going to save your life. Um, so when people get this idea about you stress, um, they automatically think, well, it's got the word stress in it. It's bad. So I want to be honest with you here. I'm going to get up. I'm going to pull up here as you guys hear me, Cliff. And I'm going to like get the exact definition. So that way I give you guys. New stress is like a moderate or normal psychological stress interpreted as being beneficial for the experiencer. So that's according to Google. So basically what that is saying is, you know, it's something that is considered normal. So if you're being attacked, that's abnormal. So your normal response should be to protect yourself, right? So the idea between you stress and distress, aka bad stress, is you got to find, you know, a, a balance. So you've got like your calm side where you, you're in control, things are good, you can see your improvement, you can even be a little bit on the board side, depending on whatever your your subject is. So when you have you stress, it's not necessarily that kind of fight or flight yet. You can have this kind of optimal performance about yourself. I feel energized. I'm so excited and giddy. I feel focused. I My work feels effortless. You stress can feel amazing. And then when you have that fight or flight response as we're going borderline into the distress, you know, I feel powerful. I feel like, hey, I can do this and everything and I can, I can go and I'm awesome. So once you get down that fight or flight, then you start to feel like fatigue and exhaustion and, you know, maybe even some burnout. Like, you know, you've run and you're like, okay, I got all this out. Now I'm ready to like calm my keister down. Um, so now we're starting to get into distress. So distress can come from being like completely overworked. You felt good about it, but suddenly you feel, you know, tired, exhausted, your your health is starting to wear on you. Um, you once had these amazing curves that have now turned into curvy fluffs of uh, fat <laughs> that are on your butt and on your belly and everywhere else. Um, you can have mental breakdowns in this kind of distress. And the further down you go, you can even experience burnout. And, you know, you're just looking for a way to get out of that situation. So we don't want you to come from you stress, that good feeling, that positive stuff that we had going on that has, you know, the, the motivation and the, the performance and your overall well-being, you know, and then it suddenly turns into this negative thing where your body feels like it's going to shut down. You know, we got to try to figure out how we can, you know, balance your, your life, your you stress and your de-stress. So, 
it is critical to understand that if you're going to succeed, you have to start with managing your distress and also to manage your eustress. What do I mean by that? Well, basically what I mean is sometimes we can get ourselves so excited that when nothing happens, we literally let ourselves down. Let's be honest, that is a total deflating moment. You know, we're thinking, wow, we're going to get our blog. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to change the world. It has this revolutionary idea about how button collections can turn from just being a fun little thing into into saving shirts around the world. And all of a sudden, you've, you've applied this time, and your, your excitement has now turned to distress because now it's a job. It's all this work, and I get it. It sounds all super cliche, but let's be honest. It's the truth. You know, if your stress levels are out of control, um, you, you just need to walk away from your blog momentarily. Maybe you just need to walk away for a second. Go find a place to breathe. Go get you your favorite cup of joe. If you're not into coffee, get your favorite cup of tea. If you don't do tea or coffee, find your favorite beverage. Maybe when I am not drinking tea, water, or lemonade, my absolute favorite overall beverage, and I'm not lying, you guys can make fun of me. All you want is water. My husband and I will go out to, you know, a restaurant and I order water and they all look at me like I'm some cheapskate or something. I'm like, no, really, that's what I want. And they all look at me like I'm some weirdo for not, you know, slurping down a Coke or even a Diet Coke. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big carbonated beverage fan. It's delicious. I like it. But I could go the rest of my life without drinking it, honest to goodness. It's kind of the way I feel about juice, too. I like juice a lot when I drink it. I think, hmm, that's really good. And it makes my immune system feel well. But at the same time, I could go the rest of my life without drinking juice, too. Um, and I feel honestly the same way about milk and tea and with coffee. When I have those things, though, they are special. And it, it's a it's a feeling. It's a mood. It literally gives me a sense of calm. And so when I'm in a stressful situation and I go to those things, um, I'm not looking at them so much as a source of food as a sense of a calming technique. Yeah, I get it. It sounds like it's some kind of psychological, you know, a food behavior like anorexia and bulimia or, you know, overeating disorder kind of thing. Uh, but that's not what I'm going with this. My idea is that is my moment. Um, another thing I love to do that's not food related is to go for a walk. There is something that is just therapeutic about going to those things and rewarding myself. It feels amazing. So, you know, you need to find yourself um, an outlet of some sort. And it can be hard, especially if you're a single parent trying to make it. Um, blogging is stressful. You know, I feel like I'm in blogger AA here, there. I feel so much better telling you the truth. Are you happy now? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, yes, you can set your own deadlines and you can have all this flexibility and, you know, um, all these things, but just because you have those kind of freedoms doesn't mean it's not stressful. And just because it's stressful doesn't mean I want you to give up because your blog is definitely going to be one of those things that changes the world. You know, you have a new power over your life and, you know, to, to empower yourself is actually very freeing. It means you can achieve more in your writing in your life because you have, you know, the control over your stress. So let yourself be free and get control of your stress so you can rule your day.
All right, so it's a short episode this week, but don't worry. Next week, we're going to be coming back bigger and stronger, better than ever. So you don't want to miss the next episode, and we'll see you guys next time on Just That Chat. Have a great day. (laughs) 